Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the New Adaptive Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Wanlin. And to start off, I'd just like to apologize. I had big aspirations of doing this as a weekly thing. I want to get to a weekly habit of getting this out. However, the last month has been nuts, absolutely nuts. And I'll get into that a little bit on this episode. But this is the New Adaptive Podcast where we talk about the changing times. We talk about becoming conscious or intentional about how we adapt to our situations and personally just things that are going on and lessons that I'm learning. And then hopefully as this listener base grows, uh, we get feedback and questions and we can start to interact on that particular piece as well. So last month, let's get into it a little bit. So I work at a uh, startup brewery here in Colorado, have for the last four and a half years And over the last month, we went through a major transition where the founder was outed and a whole new back-end creative staff was brought in. And to give you an idea, when you start, anybody that's ever started a business or if you've ever started an endeavor of any kind, it is very personal. There's a lot of identity that's uh, wrapped up in that. And depending on how you structure it, you may or may not financially own that particular piece. And so in our case, what had gone on over the last four years is we had somebody who had started a uh, had started the brewery, had seeked uh, outside investment for the for the brewery. So actually didn't own any part of the brewery, it was a W2 employee just like the rest of the people that were in in the brewery. So as the brewery progressed initially, we grew as the craft beer Tide grew, we grew along with it and everything was good. And in good times, a lot of money spent. Uh, People tend to think they're better than they are. We all do this, I should say, that we all think we're better than we are when the entire environment is rising up. And then something happened along the way. Craft beer started to level out, specifically here in Colorado, where we're very saturated with breweries. Uh, We've had now small breweries have been a part uh, part of our economy for a long time. Uh, last 20, 30 years. So it's no longer this new and shiny thing. And the, in the brewing industry has started to level off here and, and it's really become a competitive marketplace, not unlike any other marketplace. It's no longer a new and growing thing where you can just grow by jumping in. And when that happened, if we're being honest, we didn't rise to the occasion. Uh, we stepped back. We continued to do what we did before We made the assumption that what has always worked will always continue to work. And unfortunately, that's just not the case. In today's world, things change very quickly. Uh, The market moves a lot faster. Communication is a lot more fluid. And trends and new ideas can be adopted very rapidly. And so if you're not constantly coming at a new endeavor with an open mind and the ability to be perceptive and the willingness to be creative and continue to reinvent yourself. It's going to be very difficult because old things don't necessarily hold as, as well as they used to. They fade fairly quickly. And and especially when you're in a, uh, in artistic endeavor or in a culinary endeavor, because tastes change. And as those tastes started to change and the market started to change and, We could no longer rely on the fact that we were a new and exciting brewery. We were now an existing brewery. 
we began to fall to the wayside. And once the ship starts to slow down or even sink, people start to point fingers, blame. They get into their silos. They become very tribal. And all of that came to a head uh, this last month when our founder was eventually let go. And we have a brand new head brewer, a new assistant brewer. And along with the founder went the people that were loyal to him. And so we lost an, uh, salespeople. We lost an assistant brewer. There were some folks that expressed in the uh, not so professional way their, their like, or likes and dislikes and ultimately um, dealt with the fate of those actions. And through this process, I don't know that I navigated it very well. I was able to survive it. I'm now the longest tenured employee at this brewery. Uh, I was I was there on opening day as a customer and then started about six months afterwards. But I learned something extremely valuable when things get chaotic. And that's some of the things I kind of want to talk to you, to you all about today. And maybe you're in a similar uh, similar situation, be at work, be at home. Uh, a transition point, something where all of a sudden the, you don't have the stability to have a long-term focus. Uh, you really have to start focusing on what happens on the day-to-day and looking at things in the short term and trying to make the best possible decisions that you can because there's so many moving parts. Uh, there's a lot of emotion wrapped up into it. There's a lot of politics wrapped up into it. And ultimately, there's a there's a lot of uncertainty and, and uncertainty breeds anxiety. It forces people into bad decisions. We make, or I should, they're not always bad decisions, but they're short-sighted decisions. We make quick decisions with limited information. But one of the things I learned in this particular process was you cannot take things personally. You control yourself. You control how you react to a situation And how, and you need, and also you control the ability to see how you're perceived in a particular group. You have to be able to step back and take a look at that and not take it personally and understand that sometimes there's forces outside of you that are going to dictate what happens to you. So when we start taking things personally, we start assuming control over things that we ultimately don't have control. We don't have control how other people are going to act in a situation. We don't under, we don't have control over their feelings. We don't have control over their actions. We don't have control over the result of those. We have to deal with those. We live in a society. We live amongst other people. Ultimately, there's a lot of moving things. And all we can do is control how we navigate those moving things. So I would say the biggest piece that I took out of this was to not take a lot of this personally, to not identify with how the brewery was or could be, but to look at the situation as objectively as I possibly could, especially in the short run while things are chaotic. The second piece I uh, started to think about a lot was, was I prepared for something like this? And, And we're never prepared for every particular outcome when, when chaos or uncertainty is sort of thrust upon us, but was I working from a strong foundation? And I realized, and I've known this deep, this is a big reason why in prior episodes, I was talking about starting to get back into exercise, starting to get back into physically 
getting myself in shape. Because when you start dealing with a lot of stress uh, externally, a lot of the stress created initially inside our heads, but by a situation like that, it takes a physical demand or it takes a physical toll on our body. And if our bodies aren't ready to handle that physical toll, things can start to shut down. We can get sick. We can get injured. We can get headaches. We can start getting higher blood pressure. We can start eating improperly. We can start making rash decisions and get our hormones out of balance where we're angry or we're upset all the time. And so fortunately for me through this process, I really leaned heavily on my training Uh, got getting back into the gym and releasing a lot of that stress through moving weight, running, biking, those types of things. And it's extremely important because as I've started to develop my body again, and each week getting a little bit better, the fatigue, the challenges are be, the, the edges are become are becoming softer. I'm able to deal with things a lot better. I was able to walk through the storm a lot better than some of the f- other folks that were involved in this particular situation. They were making very rash decisions, emotional decisions that may or may not work out for them, but ultimately they jumped out of a fryer and into potentially a frying pan because they were running from the situation as opposed to running to a new situation. The second thing I realized is when a lot of outside pieces are are going on and there's a lot of chaos and uncertainty surrounding you, one thing that is helpful is to start to focus and minimize the things that you can minimize. Start to really ruthlessly prioritize the things in your life so that you can focus. Because ultimately, there's so much coming at us on a given day. Just when things are going well, there's so much information, so many distractions, those types of things. So when things break down, that becomes exponentially more challenging. And if you minimize the things that you have control over and you're able to refine and focus, when when the chaos hits, you're able to navigate it without being pulled by all those external distractions, build up, what have you, those are no longer taking a toll on you. And what I mean by minimize is cleaning your space. That's very simple. Making sure those types of things are taken care of. Taking care of the little things, the little chores, and not putting them off. So not procrastinating on the stuff at home because that will wear on the back of your mind when you're trying to deal with things out at work. Getting rid of stuff. It's amazing how just stuff in general when you walk into a cluttered area will immediately create more anxiety. So when you're at a point where you're dealing with something at work or at home that is, has a lot of emotion wrapped up to it is highly chaotic and all the rest of it. If you then walk into a space that is cluttered or has a lot of undone deeds or undealt with pieces be it trash, be it just old stuff, it's going to raise your anxiety levels. And again, it's going to take a larger and more significant toll on your body. Um, Another thing that helps is with your mind. So minimizing and decluttering your mind. When you have to deal with a lot of outside stimulus coming at you, a lot of heat and all the rest of it, you need to break. You need to take a time. 
You need to meditate. You need to turn the digital stuff off. You need to get away. And you need to defrag your brain. And this doesn't have to be some woo-woo nonsense. There's tons of studies. You can look them up. But meditation is extremely easy and extremely difficult at the same time. Simply sit for 10 minutes in the morning if you've never done it before or at night. Breathe and just focus on your breath. Just pick your breath, breathe in, breathe out, and watch that breath. And try and do that for 10 minutes. And as your mind starts to jump into all the things you have to do, all the problems you have to solve, all all the random thoughts that run through it, just slowly bring it back, bring your focus back to the breath each time. And you're going to have to do this a multiple of times over 10 minutes. And as you get better with it, you may have to do it fewer and fewer times, but you will find immediately if you start your day like this and you end your day like this, when you have to jump into the battle at work or at, or whether it's at home or wherever the issue is, where the chaos and uncertainty is has arisen, you're going to be better able to deal with it. You're going to make sound decisions in a, a very violent environment. Make sure you're eating the right stuff. Now, this is also an emotional topic, so I'm not going to tell you how to eat because everybody is different. And I think this is something we can all get wrapped up into. Uh, we identify heavily with the foods we eat. So whether you're plant-based, carnivore, paleo, or just like whatever's in front of you, I've made a lot of mistakes and we can probably go over this in a different episode, but I've gone through a lot of different diets. I've changed it on the week. I've changed it on the month, but I can tell you this uh, over the course of time, I realized one thing. I know the foods that resonate with me. I know foods when I eat them, I feel better later. And I know foods when I eat them, I feel worse later. And that goes with other consumables, whether that's alcohol, whether that's marijuana, whether it's uh, prescription drugs, any consumable, whether it's supplements, whatever it is, you know, deep down the truth of how that is taking a toll or supporting your body. For me personally, um, and actually one of the reasons I chose the mushroom as the logo for this particular podcast and the inspiration for this podcast is mushrooms, uh, and you'll see them. You'll see them in Whole Foods. You can get them online. But there's a lot of different mushroom supplements out there. Mushrooms are incredibly good at helping your body adapt. Uh, reishi mushrooms, cordyceps mushrooms, lion's mane mushrooms are all incredible adapting agents. And so when you're going, whether you're on a daily basis or whether you are uh, just starting, you know, you're going through a tough time. I highly recommend you look into some of these and we'll dive deeper into them in later podcasts, but reishi mushrooms, amazing at helping your immunity, helping your immune system, uh, self-regulate. And it's been used for thousands of years. So it's very safe. One thing I would recommend is that you pick a brand that isn't, that is uh, reputable. So I tend to lean towards host defense or four sigmatic, just because uh, both of their owners have uh, been out. They're very reputable people. They explain the process, how they're growing the mushrooms, where they're growing the mushrooms, um, because mushrooms do consolidate everything in their environment. So you want to make sure you're getting them from a clean source because you can actually get lead in some of the ones that are grown in China and in, especially in rural, or I'm sorry, in urban areas. Rishi is a great mushroom to take. It'll help you get to sleep and get into deeper sleep. Cordyceps is amazing. I use cordyceps actually for endurance training. Um, 
I just find whether it's a placebo effect or not, again, these aren't, in, there aren't a ton of clinical studies around it. There's a lot of history of use. Um, there's a few different studies that have gone on, but because you technically can't patent a lot of the things that are with, uh, uh, you can't patent a, a specific mushroom. There just hasn't been the funding and things to, uh, to study these as deeply. But I would recommend you try them for yourself and see the effect. I've had some great effects with cordyceps on long runs, long rides, those types of things. Lion's mane is amazing. Helps with brain, uh, with your brain and to think clearly. So if you have a cognitive demanding work environment where you're asked to do a lot of things on the computer, you're asked to do a lot of things that require a lot of brain computations and that's causing stress, Lion's mane is a great um, tool there. There's been a number of animal studies and things, and uh, they're starting to look at it. Uh, there isn't anything out necessarily conclusive yet, but they're starting to look at it as a preventer, uh, preventative for Alzheimer's and also um, for breaking up kind of the uh, plaque in your brain and those types of things and rebuilding your brain. So I, Lion's Mane is a great supplement, and it's not very expensive. You can get it for 30 bucks for a month's supply from a reputable company. And then chaga, again, when you're, if you're doing heavy fitness training or you're going through a chaotic uh, time, like I have been over the last month, I lean heavily on chaga simply because again, it really supports a ton of antioxidants. I think it has the most antioxidants of any uh, natural consumable. And it also helps with your immune system and they help you adapt. So really the theme of theme of this podcast and really the theme of everything uh, that we'll be talking about is how to, how to adapt and allowing your body that opportunity as well by putting the right things in there. So e eating these adaptogens is helpful because they upregulate and downregulate your system to meet whatever external or internal stresses that you're dealing with. So that's something, those are some of the things that I kind of pulled away from this particular episode um, with the brewery. And now coming out of it, it's an extremely exciting time because transition is tough. It's stressful. It can take its toll, but there's always an end to it. Things ultimately change. Um, as they say, this too shall pass, both good and, and bad. And in this case, the stressful times have changed. We've, uh, we now have a new team on board. We now have conversations around what the future is going to look like and how we are going to create and change that future to make the brewery a successful and growing enterprise. Uh, we're more aligned than we were before. Before, we, we had a lot of opinions and views that were conflicting. And when you're in an organization where you start to see that, that, that can be very difficult because you have multiple people pulling in multiple different directions. And ultimately, you have to decide when you're in those situations whether you think it's a good idea to hang around or to go. And depending on your value set and depending on how you deal with high levels of stress, it may be the best for you to leave and find a uh, another option. For me, in this particular situation, I knew it was best to hold tight uh, once the once the powers that be had left. I knew we were going to have a little bit more creative control over what we produced, how we produced it, and the vibe in the brewery was going to change significantly. So looking at that and looking to see, you know, whether you should stay or go is important and making the best decision you can at the particular time and also being fair to yourself. You don't have all the information. 
Again, you can only control your choice. So when you make that choice, go with it. Don't look back. If it ends up being the wrong choice, it ends up being the wrong choice. But you can only make the best choice that you have with uh, or with the information that you have at that particular moment. And for me personally, I truly believe the best choice was to stay with this organization and this brewery and look towards the future to produce something new and exciting. And hopefully that becomes successful. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. I'm not going to look back and say this was the time I should have jumped. I had other job offers and things that I could have pursued. And I've elected not to um, because I truly believe in the creative process and and what this what this brewery is capable of. And quite honestly, I like working for a small business. A lot of the other positions I was looking at would be back with larger organizations. And for me personally, that I found that to be a big challenge. So when you're going through these, when you're going through these times, I really encourage something I, I was able to do well is I did not take a lot of these things personally. I understood what I could control. I've started to take care of my body better, started to take care of my mind better and change my perspective on looking at each of the different, uh, it, looking at the situation so that ultimately it became a positive because the things that happen in our life, you, you get to decide, you have the responsibility to decide how you're going to react to it. If you start blaming, or if you uh, throw up your hands and become a victim and say that everything is happening to you or not because of you, you lose all your power in the situation. You lose, you hand over the one thing you have, which is the power and the control in that particular situation. So having said that, making sure that um, you, you, can, you keep that and you keep the power and make the decisions uh, that are best for you without blaming, without complaining, and without giving that away. Don't become a victim of the situation. Control your situation. No matter how small that area around you is, that area of influence that you have, make sure you're controlling it and doing what you need to do. Uh, learn from it. You're not going to make the right decisions all the time. When you go through these transitionary periods, sometimes you're going to make great decisions and sometimes you're going to make really dumb ones. Uh, there was a time I was in a similar situation younger in my career and I got fed up and frustrated and ultimately left. And I remember my dad sitting me down and telling me, did you go to something or did you run from something? And that was extremely formative in how I make decisions going forward, coming out of difficult times. Because when you reach a difficult time, your body's going to go into its flight or fight or flight response. And ultimately, you're going to try and get away from that difficult time. We want the pain to stop. We want the stress to stop. We want the suffering to stop. But if you just run from it blindly, you may run right into something that is ultimately worse. And that's what I did uh, the first time was I ran from a tough situation into a very bad situation. And so when I reach these chaotic times now, I absorb them. They suck. They're not fun. They're stressful. 
but I really weigh my options and start to think, all right, what, what would be better than this? And how do I create or manifest that opportunity as opposed to just let me get the hell out of here? So I ask you, if you're going through something like this, whether, you know, wherever it is, if you're going through a time right now, it's a difficult time where you're, it's, things are very, have shortened down. You don't have the safety or foundational um, pieces to look long-term. You're living very short-term. Are you doing the things necessary to create another option or take the current bad option and form it into something good? Or are you just escaping from it? And be honest with yourself. No one's going to hear us. Uh, you're going to look in the mirror and, and ask these questions. But if you can honestly say that you are doing everything in your, po- in your power to create a better opportunity, then you're on the right path. You're on a path that's going to lead somewhere. And it's going to lead to something that, and growth. It's going to lead to learning. It's going to lead to you developing. But if you're just constantly escaping or you're constantly avoiding, you're going to have to relearn this lesson over and over and over again. And when a transitionary period or a chaotic and destructive period comes in your life, you're, you're not going to make a better decision because you're going to make probably the same de- or be forced into the same decision, I should say. And hopefully the second time you make a decision that's a little bit better for you going forward. So I want you to think about that. Uh, I know over the last month, I've had to think a lot about that. Uh, It's been extremely tough. Uh, Obviously, anytime people mess with your income and the future of that, anytime people mess with how many hours a week you can work or they take demands on your time, that's extremely stressful. Um, but having said that, going through this process, going through this major transition, I can say this coming out on the other side is tough times make for lots of lessons and we have to be open to those lessons. So if you're going through a tough time right now, I'd advise you to really take care of yourself first. Always take care of your body. Get out and move. Move your body. It was meant to move. So if you're in a desk job or what have you, get out, walk. Uh, get out into the sun, run, take a yoga class, uh, lift weights, whatever it is that you can do and helps you kind of blow some steam, go blow that like steam, get that out. Uh, make sure you're eating as best you can. Nothing's perfect. And that's another thing too. I really want to hammer home. There is no perfect solution. Stop looking for it. It doesn't exist. There's no perfect outcome. And that especially goes with your diet. But try and be good to yourself. 80% of the time, eat what feels good. And then 20% of the time, you can screw up and start there. And then maybe carve it down to 85, 15, and then 90, 10, or whatever it is. But you deserve it, so eat right. And you know what right is for you. And be willing to spend a little bit of money on it. That's something that always drives me nuts. I watch people drive beautiful cars and things like that and eat junk. Treat your body right. Your body's the first thing and only thing that you truly own. So make sure you're putting some good stuff in there. And then minimize. Again, in today's world, more than ever, your ability to focus is going to be your ability to be successful and thrive. And for me personally, this is an enormous challenge. 
but I know it, it it's true and it's only going to become more true. We're in a world now that creates more data, is sending more crap at us. We have more psychologists building algorithms that are addictive to our, so that we're addicted to our phones and our attention is pulled away. Your ability to minimize those distractions and focus is going to dictate how successful you are at accomplish, accomplishing anything meaningful. And do the same with your brain. Defrag the brain. Clear it out. Find time each day. We're talking 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at night. You can do more if you have time, but start with that. 20-minute commitment is nothing. And defrag your brain. Just focus on your breathing for 10 minutes. Allow your brain a chance to relax so you don't have this low-level stress that is just eating your body apart all day long. You're able to address it, see it for what it is, and move forward. And then I think we already went over the the eating, the meditation, and the focus on the minimizing. And just remember not to take stuff personal. People do things for their own reasons. Things happen. They don't, they, you can pull a reason out of them, but they didn't happen to you just because of some mistake you made or to punish you or to reward you. They happen. And it's up to you to take a look at that situation for what it is objectively so that you can make great decisions. So a little bit shorter episode today. I just wanted to make sure I got something out to talk. I want to, and for me personally, to make sure that I get back on this train and start developing some content and learning and growing with you guys. So please hit me up. Um, again, it's N8Wanlund, W-A-N-N-L-U-N-D. Um, I'm most active on Twitter and Instagram. I say a lot of stupid stuff, so I apologize. Feel free to call me on my crap. Uh, definitely hit me up if there's things you want me to talk about or look into, or if there's things you want to go through and, and talk through, would definitely like to do that. I'm looking at some guests to bring on to start, uh, to start doing some interviews, probably do those in a few episodes, uh, do some more of this monologue type episodes, but until then be good to yourself, look at your situations objectively and be, uh, create awareness and be intentional about how you adapt to the situation so you can be the best that you possibly can be. Appreciate y'all. And we will, uh, we will chat soon.